There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. App. 105.7 HD2, the Ryan Kelly morning after. Seductive. So seductive. Jimmy Somerville's in another band. Is he? He's too tiny. Bronski. Is that right? Bronski. Bronski B. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he says uh, in the 80s he was with the pop groups Bronski B and then the Communards. How old is he now? 60, 62 years young. Oh, good for him. He's not that old. Still Glas- building it out? From Glasgow. Scotland? Mm hmm. Oh, okay. He's 5'2. 5'2 like for, for Jimmy Somerville. We just he's a power really? Yeah, that's yeah. what it says on Wikipedia here. It says he's five foot two. Uh, welcome back to the Ryan Kelly Morning After, talking about the heights of uh, lead singers. And, uh, Doug, a lot of them are on the smaller side. Fun facts for no one tell. I don't know what that's all about. Bono, Eddie Vedder, Jimmy Somerville. I- I- Iggy, I feel like you'd be able to rattle off some names. He he's would, not, but he's, he's, not he's, here. Uh, no, this is, he's on assignment. <laughs> From corporate in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's with corporate again. Yeah. yeah, I think actually I think he's clearing markets. Probably he did that once before down Florida way. <laughs> he did. He did. Well, who's the tallest uh, pop involved. star? Uh, uh, wow, a nice the question. Tallest. Blake Shelton. Joey Ramone. Tall, any? Blake Shelton, I think, is the tallest. Who's going, Joey Ramone? Am I off on that? I tallest rock me? stars. Uh, Mick Fleetwood. Singer. Six six. Mick Fleetwood. Yeah, six, not a lead six. singer though. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a lot of like uh, European guys on here that I can't pronounce their names. Yeah, they don't count. Right. Uh, there's the guy from Slipknot, six six. I think Kenny Loggins is like six four. Really? Is that right? Yeah, I think I, I read that. that one. That's getting, you know, I don't know if he still counts as a pop star if he's in his probably seventies now. What's your favorite Kenny Loggins song? Go. Oh, I'm all right. That's a good Caddy one. Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Nobody yeah. worry about me. But what about Meet Me Halfway from uh, 1984 Best Picture? Over the top, good. am I right? It won yeah. Best Picture in 84? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it just lost out. <laughs> Was that the Amadeus year? Uh, Doug, did Amadeus win in 84? Gosh, fellas, I just don't know. I don't have that for you. 
Uh, Amadeus was 1984. Look at me. I think the guy that was in uh, Animal House. Did you play Amadeus? Tom Holsey? That's correct. I think it's, is it Tim, Doug, or is it Tom? Is it Tom, Tim? Uh, yeah, I want to say, say Tom. Terrell Buckley. Terrell Buckley coached the Orlando franchise in the XFL. Hmm. Is that right, or is that Las Vegas? I, I don't Orlando? know. But he was good in Animal House. Not, yeah, he played Buckley, Pinto. Though. played Pinto, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's like one of the stars. Alice Cooper. Is Alice Cooper tall? Uh, Alice just, Cooper. That was just texted in. Alice Cooper, height 5'10". Okay. Yeah, to me that's that. tall. No. <laughs> that's not very remarkable. I honestly. played golf with him, and I, I felt I felt like I was taller than him. <laughs> you played golf with Alice Cooper. Yeah. Just the two of you? Uh, no, a couple other people. Same foursome. Yeah. No, Don't say in... yeah. Like of course, <laughs> me and Alice play all the time. We invited him to play. He was in town, and he was on the show, and I invited him to go play golf, and we did. Good player. Uh, yeah, for his age, and he was like. 60-something then. Huh. He was, uh, he was the first guy to, uh, the first celebrity. Uh, Jay and I were the first ones to promote the Death Stick. Sure. <laughs> God's name is the Death Stick. No, the, the company was Death Stick. I still have a Death Stick driver and a Death Stick putter at home. I don't know if they're worth anything, but this company came out with a golf club called the Death Stick, and they promoted it uh, on our Fairways and Greed show at the Merchandise Show. And Jay and I got a set. We had Death Stick golf, uh, golf bag with a skull nice. and crossbones on it. And they got Alice Cooper to be their first celebrity spokesperson. He was hitting Death Sticks. And he had the, the image as this wild and crazy, way off the reservation rock star. And in person, he was kind of a normal guy, right? Yeah. And he loved to play golf. Yeah, it was and all think, just an act. I think he's with Callaway now, but... Yeah, he was the first celebrity to promote Death Stick. He dated Raquel Welch, too, for a while. So. Oh, did he really? Yeah, Tip so he, cap. he had it going on. You know? Wow, 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 wow. Uh, if I were to date Raquel Welch, Doug, I would take her to Ted Drew's. Um, if she were... Fatten her up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, she'd be like, weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. Uh, both Ted Drew's locations are open, Chippewa. Yeah, here comes the Alice Cooper Grand. text, I'm sure. <laughs> make Ted Drew's part of your summer tradition and visit often for delicious frozen custard. Did you know, fun facts for no one tell, the Ted Drew's location on South Grand, which opened in 1931, is the oldest frozen custard stand still in operation today. And they have the new flavor for 2023, which is City Red in honor of those doggies. Ted's delicious vanilla custard blended with maraschino cherries, coconut flakes, and Dad's scotch oatmeal cookie. Served as a concrete or as a sunda. Don't nice. say sunda. <laughs> sunda We've yeah. been through this. I get that hot fudge sunda when I go it, there. Stop it. It's not a sunda. It's a Sunday. No. He is short. Why would it be short. sunda? Uh, there's the cardinal sin. You can get that as a concrete or as a, uh, let me read this, sunda. Ah. And then there's a lemon crumb, twisted caramel, and the turtle. Uh, named after, is that Jerry Ferrara? Was that Jerry Ferrara? It was Jerry yeah. Ferrara. He was dating a uh, metal soprano for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jamie Lynn Sigler. That is, uh, that is correct. Uh, so it is Ted Drew's great sponsor here of TMA. And if you want to get to a point of experiencing glory in your game of golf, I would suggest just working on 100 yards and in. And that is where you are going to shave strokes. And that is where Clubhouse Turf comes into play. Clubhouse Turf is St. Louis's exclusive partner of Celebrity Greens, which is Golf Digest Best in Golf. And then you can start improving your game 
today. Sure, driving the ball a long ways is cool, might impress people, but scoring amounts to getting the ball in the hole, and that is where you are going to shave strokes. Shave strokes on the greens, shave strokes around the greens, shave strokes inside of 100 yards, and now you can do that in your own backyard with Clubhouse Turf. Check it out for yourself by going to clubhouseturf.com. Max Homa and John Rahm have worked with Celebrity Greens slash Clubhouse Turf, and now you can as well. 314-834-2339. That's clubhouseturf.com, and let them know you are a TMA listener. In an hour and five minutes, who will read the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day? As I will return to my vacation to have a Sunday. No. Uh, someone asked on Friday to have KG read the emails. And wow. I thought, he, I thought he did a damn good job. job. Yeah. Fine job. So yeah. I'm totally, I mean, I'm not going to take any offense if people want to hear KG over me read the emails. Uh, yesterday, Tiger Terry got a nice win. He is tied Huge. with Brian Henschen and Buck Swope here in the early going in the month of July. And you can apply to be the Milagro Tequila Listener of the Month. Uh, Caller Buzz is the defending champion from uh, the month of June. Uh, welcome to a brighter side of tequila with Milagro. It's the Milagro Tequila Listener of the Month. Text in for our EDF group. Text in box 314-881-TMA5. That's Engineered Design Facilities, now known as the EDF group and the sponsor of our text inbox checked out their newly revamped website theedfgroup.com and take a look at each of the three divisions they have to offer edf group is your one throat to choke for all your critical facilities data center commercial fire alarm and technical electrical and it infrastructure needs to contact the edf group email fire at theedfgroup.com experience the edf group difference and learn more at the edfgroup.com doug i'm curious on your opinion and i realize we are we are certainly reliant upon uh, information that is being disputed, but on what has taken place at Northwestern with the firing of head coach Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah, he's had a great run there. He turned a a horrible program into a very solid one, but apparently crazy stuff going on on the practice field and in the locker rooms. And I guess as the head coach, whether you're directly involved or not, it's your program and you got to know about everything that's going on. And he's paying the price for that. It, it's it's horrible, some of the things that they had these kids do, the freshmen, I guess, how they were hazing them. And that just uh, that just doesn't cut it nowadays in, in football or any other sport. What, what was okay a generation ago certainly is not now. And uh, he's out, and it's probably the end of his coaching career, I would think. Uh, so, so I have a couple of thoughts on this. I've been doing this now long enough with the show starting nearly two decades ago to – have been on air for uh, some of these collegiate scandals. And listen, if if the uh, accusations are true, then the action taken by Northwestern certainly is understandable and, and justified. What stands out to me is how adamant people in the program uh, or former players are uh, that it is not true, uh, and then Pat Fitzgerald, who I think most people, and, and in reality, I mean, how many of us on the show and how many of us in the listening audience have had any real interactions of any kind with Bob Huggins or Pat Fitzgerald? Um, although those close to Bob Huggins rave about Bob Huggins, but. Pat Fitzgerald, uh, his track record relative to Bob Huggins would be different, even though because of the timing of their two uh, 
terminations, resignations, how whatever you'd want to call it, although Bob Huggins is now saying he didn't resign, uh, are comparing and contrasting that he has never had issues. Huggins has had issues in the past. Uh, that Fitzgerald uh, is is going to fight, and I realize Huggins is going to fight as well. My point being that I just pick up a read of some kind that something may be amiss with this, and I could be off on this. I mean, I thought uh, I thought Bill's wife was a guy, mm-hmm. and uh, Doug, I, w- I was I was wrong on that. So maybe I'm off on this, and I want to make it clear. If that which is being reported by the Northwestern student newspaper is accurate, then the termination is completely understandable. But the fact that um, you have had current players, former players, and then the entire program, the entire team, sign a letter uh, saying that it is not true and that it is a former player who has said that he wanted to take out Fitzgerald, uh, and now has accomplished that, that makes me wonder. Um, the, 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 the whole things, you got to be so careful with how you phrase things because then you too can be taken out, and there's absolutely zero upside for me to really uh, go in on an opinion, and I suppose this would be more balloon party or my podcast topic than it is TMA, but this is the only thing that I'm doing this week, so this is my forum to discuss it. Uh, so I want to make it clear I'm not comparing... Um, what, what the allegations were in the Duke lacrosse scandal from, I feel like that was 2006-ish, uh, but that was one from the get-go that I thought was, it just didn't, something just didn't, it just, it just felt off. It just, something, something didn't feel right about that. And with this one, it's odd to me that the same president of the university who terminated Fitzgerald last night after pressure and more attention uh, arrived on the story uh, also uh, was the one who suspended Pat Fitzgerald on Friday and as Fitzgerald says and as members of the team say what took place that was different in between Friday and Monday And my answer, again, outside looking in, is more pressure from the outside came to Northwestern and they decided to buckle. You can see these things play out and it wasn't necessarily a slew of new allegations regarding hazing. Um, It was the pressure that it got. It was the wildcat way and an allegation that he would make black players cut their dreads and white players could have long hair and then it was 72 hours worth of social media pressure and so once you see that i mean we've seen this stuff long enough to know once they start to circle more often than not the university president or the ceo of the business or the president of the podcast network radio station whatever they begin to to buckle uh even if there isn't necessarily a substantial new information, and that is why Pat Fitzgerald issued the statement that he did, I believe, that he is going to uh, fight this. Uh, one of the players did an interview last night, tight end Marshall Lang, said, I was crying when he was speaking. Fitzgerald came and addressed the team with his wife. Uh, he said, I'm going to miss him more than people could possibly imagine. Coach Fitz spoke in front of the team saying how grateful he was for all of us talking about the impact we had on his life and this program 
has had on his life. So it's a difficult spot because you have one party saying one thing and, and one party saying another thing. My observation is this, and I want to make it crystal clear because, again, you can have comments taken out of context and then, you know, then the person, myself, demonized for giving my honest opinion. Um, but that I just, again, if the allegations are accurate, then I understand the termination. But something about this just doesn't, it just doesn't, doesn't feel right in the sense that I just, I, I, something doesn't add up about it to me. That's, that's where I'm coming from on this. I mean, there was a six-month investigation, independent investigation, and after that investigation, they determined that a two-week suspension was the right move. Then, because it was only a two-week suspension, there became a lot of social media pressure, and then he was terminated. And that is the part that, to me, strikes me as off. Yeah, if he had nothing to do with it, you'd think he might just kind of go quietly into the sunset. But if you're wrongly convicted, I could see where you would stand up and say, wait a minute, this is not, this is not right. I'm going to fight for everything I've got coming. I see he's only two years into a 10-year contract, paying him $57 million. Yeah. And I, I suppose it's, poss- it's obviously possible that one or two guys could have hazed another player without the coaches knowing anything about it. And, and then you turn and blame that on the coach because he didn't know anything about it. You know, that's entirely possible. Uh, it, I'm sure if he's got a whole bunch of players who will stand up behind him and say none of this happened, he's got a, a great lawsuit coming. Uh, morning, guys. I work in collegiate athletics, and most of the time, unless the coach has a long-standing positive track record with the university, they'll cut ties because it's easier and safer than fighting allegations. Players know this and use it to their advantage with threats of lawsuits slash allegations and the ability to transfer the athletes are in complete control. That is from the 618. Uh, Tim, I'm interested in... Uh, no, that's not... Uh, Fitzgerald's about to get paid this his whole contract. Stupid AD at Northwestern appears to have screwed the pooch by what they are saying. Uh, oh, that's from the Plowhawks guy, big old fan. I work with a guy um, who played at Northwestern under Coach Fitz. He says it's all true, but that everyone was cool with it. The person that brought this to the media was a third-string quarterback unhappy with playing time. That's from Danny Tanner. Uh, Northwestern is just another woke institution who goes off the rails at the first hint of anything potentially damaging. The likelihood of Fitzgerald doing nude sexual hazing is slim and none. That's from Eric in the Central West End. To be clear, uh, the allegation is not that... Fitzgerald was participating in nude sexual hazing. The allegation is that he knew about the nude sexual hazing. Just to be yeah. clear for the purpose that of would setting be the record straight, because I'm sure most people have not been following this as closely as as I have. Um, so I would understand people not even necessarily knowing much about this outside of he was fired, and then you read the the, the Wire report or the ESPN story on it, and you know that's that's all you know. But I've been monitoring it because I'm going, God, something just feels off about it. And so I've kind of dug in, and it strikes me as interesting about how players are saying this is a disgruntled guy who was pissed and said he was going to take him out. And when you have that, uh, and you have a motive, it strikes me as, uh, as something that I'm, I'm monitoring. Again, doesn't mean that that allegation is false. I want to make sure that I continue to reemphasize that. Yeah. He has been at Northwestern for 26 years as a player, assistant coach, head coach, with a sterling reputation. So it would be pretty odd that all of a sudden he would be feeling so good about himself that he would knowingly allow any of this stuff to be going on. 
Now, at the same time, there is that boys will be boys. You get college kids, athletic kids. I'm, they'll do crazy things, say stupid stuff to each other, do stupid things to each other. The, the fraternity, you know, lifestyle type of way that kids live sometime in college. And when you hear about it on the outside, you go, oh, my God, that's horrible. And yet when you're there involved in it, you know, you, most people just kind of laugh it off. Certainly not naked, sexual, hazy. That, that goes way beyond any of it. But, you know, name-calling and teasing the younger guys, that, that's just kind of – there's a lot of that goes on in sports everywhere. If it, if it went beyond that, of course, it's, it's something different. But I, I agree with you. This guy has got such a great reputation, has had for so long, it, it's hard to believe that he would have just in the last year or two decided, you know, anything goes here. I don't care what you do to each other. And the reaction of current NFL players who were former Northwestern players saying, I'm never coming back to the university, I'm never coming back to Evansville again, that, that says it all, like on how far this program will be in the next five, ten years. Yeah. This is I mean, we've seen programs do this before to where you make the wrong choice and you know, you have mass exodus of players, which I'm sure we're going to be seeing in the next mm-hmm. few days. Yeah, th- th- that university and that football program may take a long time. You need those NFL but you need former players and NFL players to come back, you know, for recruiting sake, you know, for donating money to the university or the athletic department. If you're not getting any of that, shoot man, you may be in it for a while. Well, and they could be they could be liable for a whole lot more than just the fifty-seven million on his contract if 100%. they destroyed his reputation wrongly. That's a lot of money to spend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome to give your thoughts. Many are. Uh, this one just came in. The Northwestern AD from 20, uh, 2008 to twenty twenty-one. Jim Phillips gave Fitz the new contract in twenty twenty-one, then left and is the new commissioner of the ACC. Northwestern then promoted an internal candidate for AD. The new AD resigned nine days later. They then searched for the current athletic director. Uh, That is from the 618. Uh, Disconnect from the daily grind with something far more powerful, the oceans and lakes around you. The Yamaha 2023 Wave Runner lineup offers everything, including the Built for Fun EX Series, the Race Ready GP Series with performance-enhancing technology, and the the top-of-the-line FX Series. Chase a thrill or find an escape with Yamaha Wave Runners designed to bring you closer to everything you love about the water. Get your 2023 Yamaha Wave Runner at Big St. Charles Motorsports, located on I-70 at Cave Springs in St. Charles, Missouri. It's Big St. Charles Motorsports.com. And Maggie O'Brien's in downtown St. Louis before and after a doggies game, or you can park there and take a $2 shuttle to a Cardinal game. It's Maggie O'Brien's downtown. Union Station is next to them. Get your parties catered by Maggie O'Brien's downtown or Sunset Hills. And work with the great Eddie McVeigh and his family who have been taking care of St. Louisans now for four decades. You know what you're going to get at Maggie O'Brien's? Good food, a great time, and incredible service all by a locally owned business. It's Maggie O'Brien's. Check them out. Local music on the weekends and a great spot to park and then head to a Cardinal game or tailgate before and after a doggies game. And Jeff Lottman is a new sponsor here on TMA. Jeff Lottman, real estate listener, longtime listener, first time advertiser, 22 years with over half a billion in sales, recently featured in the Wall Street Journal for selling the most expensive homes 
in St. Louis. He joined Compass to start and build Compass St. Louis into the number one luxury brand in St. Louis is Compass, the largest luxury broker in the world. He never turns down a referral, no matter the price. Luxury is much more about the experience than the price. Uh, Jeff Lottman treats all his clients the same way. He can connect buyers and sellers in other cities across the globe. Visit JeffLottman.com. That's J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. That's J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. JeffLottman.com, new sponsor here on TMA. Northwestern football is dead. They will never get another coach close to the quality of Pat Fitzgerald. That's from the reluctant cuck. That's the reluctant cuck, Doug. Well, yeah, that's highly possible. I mean, Northwestern was the one of the worst major college teams in football for decades and decades. You know, it's, a, it's an academic institution. It's not an athletic powerhouse by any means. But they've been a real force in football here lately in a, you know, tough conference. How he did it there, I don't know, but he did. A buddy of mine from college works for our national fraternity. He worked at, for a time in hazing on campus and on on-campus investigations that could ultimately lead to fraternity chapters being kicked off of campus and put on probation. What he told me was the most common thing of anything is how eternity, maybe that meant fraternity, will rigorously deny, deny, deny every single thing and allegation that happened and rally around each other until there is so much evidence against them that they literally cannot win. That's from Kevin's brother, Jack Demoff. Yeah, that was certainly my college experience, that being around fraternities, that it was more likely than not that fraternities were suspended based on number numerous of allegations that be partying or hazing, and it was just you know, like every week a new fraternity has gone down. Yeah. Because it's easier, it's easier to just give in than to fight. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. It's like and, 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 six and that's not limited to universities. That's right. that's 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 in general. Uh, Carlos Spicewinner, maybe he summed up what, where I'm coming from, uh, perhaps more succinctly. It is truly amazing in a country with the justice principle of innocent until proven guilty. We are now the exact opposite. Someone simply saying you did something is enough to get you immediately taken out, only to have your life destroyed in the long process of proving your innocence. That's Carlos Spicewinner. Yeah. I mean, the only recourse you really have is to file a lawsuit and hope you make yeah. them pay through the nose and clear your name. And I guess that's the process he's going to follow. Uh, Deke Dodum says, Gangster Pete used to haze me like the Dickens. How about that, Doug? That is a big allegation. Gangster Pete will have to issue a statement at some point. <laughs> I haven't heard from Gangster Pete in a while. I'm, I hope I hope this brings him out to... Maybe yeah, chat. If you a statement. I love gangster. Is he still on a sanitation truck in the city? <laughs> I don't know. I don't well, pick six right around the corner. You'll see him. Uh, yeah, there it is, Doug. Pick six. I think I'm I'm done on pick six. Well, I'm I know I am. Business. But... Yeah. Well, you were done last year in the middle of the season. Yeah, so I'm it was done. after that World Cup game. <laughs> done this year too. World Cup yeah, ruling. Slovakia. Oh or... <laughs> uh, yeah, Croatia versus Somehow uh, Brazil. Somehow I won, but I lost. Your team uh, won in overtime, and it wasn't good enough. Is that what it was? Todd <laughs> Joe was doing cartwheels when he saw what your bet was and what the result of the final game was. He was like, he texted me. He's like, does he know that he didn't win this bet? I was That's like, when you quit I'll when your team won the game, but you lost the bet after <sighs> picking him to win. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> guys, you guys would make interns pee in the drain. That's in the birthday hawk. Uh, Doug, see, once again, that's that's a case of an allegation. Right. And there is some truth. It's just the intern on his own would pee in the drain. No one made him. And then yeah. when it was discovered by the owner of the radio station that an intern was peeing in the drain, he asked us to 
tell the intern to stop peeing in the drain, and the intern was unhappy with it. What a weird... It seemed a reasonable request. Can we stop that? It's such a weird stance to take. It's like, yes, yeah. I know this toilet's here, but I'm going in the drain. That's the hill he chose to dial. It's right. like Cletus when Cletus on uh, maybe the fourth hole, whatever, where the only porter John at the Normandy is there, and he goes right to it, steps next to it, pulls his pants down, takes his garter belt down, and pees. Even though the yeah. even though the porter John is right next to him. That's what this guy did. Oh, there's a toilet there. Screw it. I'm going to yeah. pee in this little drain here. And he had a boss looking over him, so they could do something about it. When it gets to fraternities, you've got 80 or 90, 19 or 20-year-old kids, most of them drunk, and nobody there really to make sure that yeah. they behave themselves. That's yeah, the Wild West. Yeah. Now it's this day and age. I remember in Boy Scouts, um, you used to be able you were you were excited if you were picked to be tapped out. In the jamboree, uh, each group, each troop had somebody they picked to get tapped out. And the Native American, even though it was called something else back then, all the troops would circle around the lake, and he would run around and stop at the person that was picked, and then he would bash him in the chest and knock him backwards, and that you were picked. Picked uh, to do what? You were picked to be picked from your, uh, I, I don't even know what the, the name of it was. <laughs> No, there's a name for it. You were you were you were elated that you were picked. Cause it was a big deal. Out of all the troops, you were picked to be tapped out, and you got this award or something. Can't you ever do, get picked? You, well, you can't. I'm going you to get the picked, point, right? Yeah, That's but I'm where going. This is going. But I'm going. <laughs> but I'm going to the point where how times change. Now, if you get picked, he just points at you. You you can't hit him in the chest anymore no, and knock him backwards, not. even though it was just a light tap. You can't do that anymore. So right. just like hazing, you can't do things that no. were. Well, football coaches used to get right in the face of their players, grab their face mask, jerk them around a little bit. What that one guy do? Them how to jam, hit. thumb jam them. Oh, that was Woody Hayes, <laughs> thumb thrust to the neck of a guy who intercepted a pass. That was a little different. I mean, it was, it was routine stuff. When I was in junior high, we had teachers <laughs> paddling kids. Oh, yeah, I can't do oh, yeah, you know, yeah, many times teachers Sister throwing Catherine others Patricia. against the locker room, but you know what? Everybody sure behaved themselves oh, a lot better we, yeah, than what's going on today. Go back to How many that. times Sister Catherine <laughs> Patricia got me on the knuckles with a ruler? Uh, yeah. The uh, K, it, 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 KG in O-Town called the shot that this story was coming. Uh, he sent uh, the text in from the other room, the Horton Watkins Studios, at 9 o'clock. He said, we blow story coming. Uh, the Boy Scout story again. And oh. stop breathing into the effing mic. That's a oh. Mr. Slave. Oh, the, uh... Uh, we've heard this story. That's in the Foot Soldier, the 830 Recreator Boy Scout story again. Bunsen Burner story is coming. That's from the 830 Recreator. All right, well, don't listen to Do we yet. have to hear this Boy Scout story every week? That's from Stan McCaddy. <laughs> every week. I don't remember a bunch hearing of people it for a while. Are sending but... in an order of the arrow because they know that because they've heard you tell the story. I don't remember times. ever saying order of the arrow. You got wow, you were picked for the order of the arrow. I don't think and it was called that. And then where you spend twenty four hours, like twenty four hours, like on your own? No, not twenty four. Just it, but did that rest of that night. Rest of that night. But okay. what they did is they blindfold you and they walk you around and then they dump you someplace. And what really all they did is they just walked in circles and they dumped you like 50 feet from your campsite. Yeah, oh. my, my boy Chris Segrist got picked and he quit the next day. Because he didn't want to be He didn't want to be picked the and they picked him and he was out in the middle of the woods. And he yeah, pushed? He, he they quit. Pushing? I don't know if there was any sort of pushing or tackling involved, but I, I know he hated it. Again, I find it odd that they complain about a story they may have heard two years ago 
Oh, I heard it again. <laughs> but then you go listen to TMA all day and listen to segments and shows yeah. that have been on forever. I mean, it's my birthday in three days. <laughs> hey, don't bring up the skeleton. Uh, it's two weeks. Mm. Um, Do not. So it's just kinda, I don't remember the story. It's kinda, that's just it. You think that the few people that bitch are the only people listening to this show. There's the new listeners. Is, that's a cool story. Never heard that before, Iggy. Why it's like on. Like Although I doubt anybody ever said that. Why do you suppose you were picked out, out of this whole, the whole Boy Scout troop? Why do you think Because they my you? troop liked me. <laughs> what did you do to gain know. the respect well, then, of all Well, then you don't understand damn pitching, and that's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry? I'm sorry. I'll say that again. What? I'm going to go at it. That's how it is with the troops. I'm going to throw sorry. dukes. I'm sorry. All right, boys, we're going to shut off the 8 o'clock hour. I'm going to shut down and go uh, spend some time with uh, my family for vacation and go have a Sunday, Doug. That's what I'm going to go Don't do. Don't have a Sunday. Go play putt-putt. <laughs> Don't look for some vitamin D. Yeah, I might play some putt-putt Go play putt-putt I think we should have, yeah. a, we should have a TMA putt-putt tournament. That'd be fun. Doug? I'm Imagine in. the cheating that would go on <laughs> on that thing. Yeah, you need cameras everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, KG Town will be on the design air heating and cooling. Email the day read. Send yours in the morning after at InsideSTL.com. I will return at some point uh, tomorrow. And um, the 9 o'clock hour is coming up from the Michelob Ultra Studios. This is the Ryan Kelly morning after.